Peace, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. fellowship with the spirit, our month of open doors, and also our month of salvation. Amen. And so this month we'll be taking our time to look into all of these um, parts of the theme so that we can be blessed and we can also receive what God wants us to receive in this season. Amen. Alright. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 typically we would have said it at the end of the service. But today we want to say it in the beginning of the service. The Bible said that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you can take your bags. We are closed. (laughs) So everybody knows this verse, and most of the time we quote it leisurely or casually. But there are certain aspects of that scripture that God wants us to delve into. And for us as a church, this month we are looking at the fellowship of the Spirit or the fellowship with the Spirit. Now, I want to start off with this premise. I believe that everybody as man or everybody as a human being, you are a bag of weaknesses or a bag of infirmities. And I want to take this based on Romans chapter 8 verse 26. So just take your time. I'm not saying that you are sick or you have a sickness. But in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 26, the Bible said that likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Full stop. Then he said, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now the word weaknesses there is not necessarily sickness, but he's talking about the frailties or how man is. Okay, man, when you look at us, I mean, look when you look at yourself, for example, when you wake up in the morning, sometimes the waist is not as it was yesterday, but, but during the day to correct, uh, you understand? Yeah, it will correct, it will just adjust itself. It, it just shows you that that is how man was made. But God also, in his wisdom, he designed something better for man. So you cannot stop at that level and say that, okay, that is how I am. 
Okay, we cannot stop at that level and say that that is how I am. In the book of Psalm 18 verse 30, the Bible said that as for God, all his ways are perfect. So God deciding to make you like this, like Apostle often describes, like this small speck of dust. It is a perfect way for God. God in his wisdom, he knew what he was doing. And so in the mind of God, the ultimate aim of God is that we will live a life that is sustained by his spirit, sustained by his help, and not by our own selves. So any man who tries to do life or who does life without God, we call that person a self-made man. And if you study self-made men, you realize that they can go very far or their strength can take them to a certain extent. But whether they like it or not, the engine will shut down. Because that was not how God has designed life to be. So when we look at Adam and Eve, for example, when we said that they were dead or when God said that they would die, physically, they were okay. I mean, when they checked their vitals, everything was there. So they say, we don't understand what you mean by we are dead. But spiritually, they were separated from the spirit of God. They were separated from life. And so if you study life and Greek culture and all these things, they describe to you different types of life. There's hedonistic lifestyle. There are different types of lifestyle. We're not going to that. But when you come to us as children of God, there is what God calls eternal life. And this eternal life, it is supplied by the spirit of God. It is what? Supplied by the Spirit of God. Now, assuming, for example, you have a vehicle and you don't know whether the vehicle is using diesel or petrol and you go to the filling station and let's say the car is a diesel car and you buy petrol, what can happen to the car? The car just... But sadly, that's how sometimes some of us do life. Our car has been designed to run on eternal life or life supplied by the Spirit. But we inject it, you say, chairman, mommy, flesh life, 200 CDs. And we are, by some strange design, expecting that when we turn the ignition, the car should go like there's V-power in it. <laughs> so, our life, largely as human beings, as children of God, or as men, it has been designed to move by the life of God. That's why the Bible said that the spirit helps our weaknesses. Or he has been given said that when we see that our weaknesses are showing, he's there to swoop in and then carry us. Because that is how God has designed our life to be. Amen. So if you look at other scriptures like Romans chapter 9 verse 16, he said that, so then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but it is God who just jumps in. And then he supplies the life of God or he shows his mercy to you. So your life has been designed to run by your fellowshipping with his spirit or by your communing and your partnering with the spirit of God. If you look at scriptures like Psalm 18 verse 29, it said that by my God or with my God, I have run through a troop. Typically as human beings, we like to believe that we are supermen. So when we look at such scriptures, we just like I have run through a troop. We just like I have leaped over a wall. But we are forgetting that the scripture says, by my God. So partnership with God, fellowship with God, is what causes you to run through the troop. If you like, go and run through the troop alone and see. You will
<laughs> but fellowship with the Spirit, if you look at the scriptures, that was the progression that God was looking for. When God was with the children of Israel, he realized that it is not enough. I'm with these people. They still can't get it. Then he sent his son. His son came. His son said that, guys, even though I'm with you, I've done my part, but I am pointing you towards the ultimate, the promise of the Father. And so that is where God wants us to fix our eyes and to fix our gaze on the fellowship with the Spirit or the fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when we talk about fellowship, we are talking about our union and our partnership with God. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 14 verse 17, he said, he shall be in you and he shall be with you. Now before this, God had been sending his spirit of course, but whenever his spirit will come, it will just come and be on the people. If you look at somebody like Samson, he was strong when the spirit of God will come upon him. But when the spirit of God will leave him, back to the frailties back to the weaknesses. But God realized that this something kind of guy that I've designed, it is still not enough. My ultimate will be to put my spirit in the person and to have my spirit around the person. So in our fellowship with God, God wants to have his spirit in us and with us. God wants to have his precious Holy Spirit in us and with us. Now when his spirit is in us and when his spirit is with us, there are so many benefits that we can receive. But I want to zoom in on one key benefit. And that is the benefit of his help. The benefit of his help. Now when you look at the book of John chapter 14. When Jesus was describing the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. He referred to him as a helper. A helper. Somebody who is called to help alongside. So the Holy Spirit, one of the primary ways we can understand his work is that he is a helper. He is a helper. Maybe when we say Holy Ghost, you are thinking about, okay, you see, maybe you are thinking about a bed. Maybe some giant bed is about to enter into the room. So maybe it's difficult for you. When we say Holy Spirit, okay, so it's the ghost around us. Like when my grandmother died, I, I used to be afraid to go to her because I feel the ghost is around me. But when we are talking about the Holy Ghost, one way you can identify him is through his helping ministry or the work that he does as a helper. So he does his work for us as a helper, as an advocate, as a comforter. But this morning, I want us to focus on his work as our helper. So the Holy Ghost has been given to us to help us. To help us. Now when we talk about help, in the book of Psalm 20, verse 1 to verse 5, my emphasis is on verse 2. He said that may he send you help from the sanctuary. All form of help comes from God. All form of help. If we are looking for help, it comes from no other person but from God. Even though God can use men, God will use or God will release his help through men. In the book of Psalm 17, verse 14, the Bible said, from men which are thy hand. In other words, men are like the hands that God uses. So it may look like a man may be helping you at a particular point in time, but behind the scenes working is the help of God. So it's the spirit of God entering into a person and then that person said, okay, I'll help this person. So it's the source. The source is still God. So God is the ultimate source of every form of help. God is the ultimate source 
of every form of help. So maybe you are here, maybe you have been looking at your wafa. Hey, wafa beba, wafa beye. I want to tell you that look beyond wafa because beyond wafa is God or the Spirit of God. And He is the ultimate helper whenever we are talking about our fellowship with the Spirit. Amen. So what then is help? When we say someone is helping you, what is that person doing? That person is making things easy. That's a simple way to understand help. When somebody is helping you, that person is making things easy. For example, those who are married, they say that your wives are your helpers or they are your helpmate. So like they make things easy for you. So maybe you are like Reverend Robbie, you don't know how to cook. Your wife will make things easy for you by cooking for you. Yes. But if you are like me and you can cook, you don't need a wife to do things for you. If you are like me and you can cook, you can do all types of stew. You don't need any help. Yeah. Yes, corned beef stew with chicken inside. It's still corned beef. <laughs> so, the helper has been given to make things easy. Easy. So, you see that many of us, we are doing this Christian journey, we are doing this Christian work and every day you are frustrated. Every day you are confused. Every day you can't pray. Every day you can't read the word of God. Every day you can't fellowship with other believers. I'm telling you that there's help, but you are not receiving the help. It's like a certain country. They said that they don't need aid again, but they have gone there again. Because you can't do without help. <laughs> That's how God has designed the world, that everything you do, you need help. So, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to make our journey, our Christian work easy. And, and I didn't say rosy. I said easy. So, he's not going to take the responsibility ultimately. He'll do some. He'll do some. Exactly my point. So, if you are also here and you are under some delusion that I'll just be sitting there, then the Spirit will just carry me. Then you go and put me at the place that I must get the job from. He'll just carry me to the girl and say that this is your wife. You don't need to do any work. I've run here for you already. I'm telling you. It, it, that, that's not the expression of help. <laughs> yeah. Because some Christian brothers, they like that. They, they believe that the, the Spirit told me. He carried me to you and said that you are the one. Yeah. So, where you must use your mouth, use your mouth, and the spirit will give you help. Do you understand? Yeah. Where you must use your mouth, use your mouth. Don't, don't just say you are looking powerful. Yeah. What's, what's powerful? Are you great cope or are you VRA? Don't be like that. Yeah, you have to be very vibes. Evan, Evan, don't just look at it and say you look essential. No, don't don't do that. You have to you have to use your words. Then the spirit of God will help you. Do you understand? Maybe when you go and say, "Hey baby, you look good tonight," something like that. Yeah. 
But the Spirit of God, like I'm saying, He has been called to help us. So we take responsibility of our journey by identifying Him as our helper. When you don't see Him as your helper, then you are being irresponsible. It's not responsible that you are primpro every day you have dressed like an infant boy. No. It's that you can recognize where you need help and you go for that help. So he has been given to us to help us in the place of our prayer, in the place of our studying of the word, in the place of relating with others. He has been given to us as our helper. So we must recognize or one of the ways we can identify fellowshipping with the spirit is that we can see him as our helper. Amen. So when we say he is our helper, what are some of the ways we can realize his help? What are some of the ways we can realize his help? The first way I believe that we can realize his help is when he helps us to live a transformed life. When he helps us to live a transformed life. I remember when I was in secondary school and there was this message about the truth behind hip-hop. Oh, I can listen to the truth behind hip-hop. I'll take my mp3 my phone i'll delete all the songs say no more jaru no more all of them they are demons oh i'll be in church i'll be singing next week was love and i'm say, ah. but when this message they were preaching it i i knew that Charlie, jaru is a demon he's not he's not he's not a child of god so he's come to spoil my life but how is that after just one week my appetite for Jaru has heightened all of it. In fact, sometimes it even becomes more. So I realized that no, this thing it is a lot of Andrew power involved. It's a lot of Andrew power. Like I have I've taken over the whole thing. In fact, I told God, you know, God, you stand aside. By my zeal, I will deal with all of these people. All the hip hop, don't worry, beyond they are all my own. I'll take care of all of them for you. Then I realized that alone, I can't run through a troop. But by God, you can run through the troop. So it takes the Spirit of God to bring you into that place of transformation. Nobody can be transformed. You can't be transformed by your own power. You can't be transformed by your own power. Maybe I hear you liked alcohol, you loved alcohol. You can't tell me that you said that I've stopped drinking alcohol, so you stopped. It's not true. It's not true. Soon and very soon, you even bring the cup into the church and tell us that it is communion that you are drinking. So it takes only the Spirit of God to bring us into that true place of transformation. In the book of Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Titus chapter 3 in verse 5. He said that not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. The big word regeneration there, he's just telling us that the Holy Ghost is the one who changed our genes. The word regeneration, when you break it down, it's like a transformation of your genes. So maybe your blood type or your blood group was maybe AA. He said by the power of the Holy Ghost, it has been transformed into something else. So it's only the power of the Holy Ghost that you can experience through transformation. So maybe you are here, there's an addiction that you have, that you've been battling with maybe for years, for months. And Charlie, you have been trying. You have subscribed to 
um, online pastors something something you have you have, you have accountability partner see i'm telling you that the best person to help you is the holy ghost when you cry out to him and tell him that father this thing i have tried i cannot do it by myself this transformation i'm looking for i cannot see it by myself i need your help that is where he'll come in you know apostle always used to say something he said that when you come to God, your strength, your weaknesses doesn't matter. Then he said that, he said that most importantly, your strength doesn't matter. Maybe people you understand me, so you are fine. So God be with you. But me, I didn't understand. He said, ah, if I'm coming to God, my weaknesses doesn't matter. Now it's understandable. You take the weaknesses. I mean, you are God. You are stronger than us. But at least my small strength I have too. It, it must mean something to you. At least hold down one and work with it. But he said that that one too, he doesn't care. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That scripture doesn't make sense. How do I, he said, I should trust in the Lord with all my heart. The other one, he said, I shouldn't use my understanding. So, what do you want me to do? Get mini or small like, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Oh, Charlie. I've graduated from Asomoa, mommy. Yes. My guy is improving. Yeah. Feel, 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 feel. It's correct. It's correct. It's correct. Amen. I'm receiving help. I'm receiving help. I'm receiving help. I'm receiving help. So you need the Holy Ghost to help you. You need the Holy Ghost. He's the only one that can bring that to Jesus. When you say, oh, and pray one hour a day. Charlie, when you start, the thing is not starting. I'm telling you that before you feel his help, is that he shows us the will of God. The Holy Ghost is the one who will show you the will of God for your life. He reveals the will of God or he shows the will of God to the believer. Now for us as children of God, if we will be successful in the kingdom of God, our success is tied to the level of the will of God that we follow in our lives. If we follow the will of God 20%, we are successful 20%. No matter the amount of money you might have amassed, no matter the accolades you might have, it doesn't count for anything in the sight of God. To God, you're following his will is what makes everything for him. So Jesus Christ, when he came, he said that I have come to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the books. But before he got to that point, it took the Spirit of God to help him to get to that place. The Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 3 verse 21, that when the heavens were open, Jesus said that I need the Spirit of God. So the Bible said the Spirit of God descended upon him in the form of a dove. And then we fast forward to Luke chapter 4. The Bible said this same Spirit took him into the wilderness. Then this same spirit brought him from the wilderness. Then when he went to the temple, he went and took the scroll and he stood there and he said, by the spirit of God, I have found the will of God for my life. And so I want to tell you that if Jesus, your Jesus, my Jesus, needed the spirit of God or the Holy Ghost to show him the will of God, ask to tell more about you, I don't know. Maybe you also need it. That's not French, by the way. So you need the Spirit of God to show you 
the will of God for your life. Because even our ultimate example, the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, he needed the Spirit of God to open him up to what he was called to come and do. So in the same way for us as children of God, we need the Holy Ghost to show us the will of God for our lives. Whether we are about to get married, whether we are in school, whether wherever you are, at each stage of your life, at each point in your life, you need the Spirit of God to help you to see the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. Then the third thing that he does in our life or the third help that he offers or gives us is that he gives us direction and guidance. He gives us direction and guidance. He gives us direction and guidance. And this word or these words direction and guidance, both of them are equally important. If he gave us direction, yes, it would have been good, but only to an extent. But he gives us direction and guidance. In other words, he shows us where to go and then he also shows us how to get to where we are supposed to go. So it is not enough to say that, oh, the Holy Ghost said that I should move to Bermuda. He is the one who will show you how to get to that place. So taking his help on where to go and leaving the how to go, it can still be problematic. So for whatever we do as children of God, he is the one who shows us where to go and how to go. The Bible said that one day Paul, he wanted to do the work of God so zealous. He wanted to go to a particular place. The Bible said that the spirit restrained him. He said that I know you want to go to this place. I can see that you are full of zeal to go there. But don't go there. The Bible said then the spirit of God showed him another person. Come to this particular place. Speaking of Macedonia, he said he saw that somebody was beckoning him, come, come. So the Spirit of God didn't just show them where to go. Now mind you, in the book of Acts chapter 13, he has told him, said, um, I've separated you for the work of ministry. But he showed them how to do the work of the ministry. So maybe you are here, you are in a particular profession. God said that go and do it. But you are not seeing the results that you are looking for. Maybe you are not looking to him for the how to do that work. Maybe you are a web developer. You build websites and nobody likes the website. You know where to go, but maybe the how, the how. Maybe you just, okay, maybe add C++ to the code. Or use Java. python <laughs> so maybe it's the how for you the how the how i mean maybe for example go say be a lawyer do you know there are different types of lawyers in the world there are different types of lawyers there are different types maybe you have to be a criminal lawyer but you are doing family law masa every day you'll be carrying documents plain but God, you say I should be a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Why is the thing not do? Master, he wants you to follow the how. Move to maybe criminal. And you see, the moment you get there, all of a sudden, the struggles have come to an end. Like some Ashesi students, they get to us, oh, I want to go to Ashesi. God said I should go to Ashesi. They get there. Choose your course. Mechanical engineering. 
as we are talking, this person, you know very well. You don't even know how a microwave operates. Maybe you are just supposed to be in the BA class and sit there and do the basic courses in BA and that will be your breakthrough. The how. So he said that what? I am the Lord and I teach you how to profit. So it's the how that brings us to the place of results. And the Bible is telling us that the Spirit of God is available for the how. He's not just available for the where. He's also available for the how. He's also available for the how. So even in this month, as we are talking about fellowship, for the, don't think of some humusious, far away thing. Break it down. Calm down. Be basic. Don't be so high-minded and lofty that, you know me, I'm looking for the, the angel to reveal the scroll. Then I'll see my brother. Just ask him, Father, how should I even be a good husband? Recently, my wife told me that just tell me this and I'll be fine. I said, Wow, this I'm done. So, you don't like my money? He said, No, I don't like your money. I just I said, Wow, I'm done. If only I knew. So, the how is important too, in as much as the where is important, the how is also important. So, the spirit of the of, of God or the Holy Ghost, He's the one who will lead us to the place of direction and guidance. Then the fourth point, the fourth point is that the Holy Ghost is the one who opens us up to the mysteries in the Bible. He opens us up to the mysteries in the Bible. He opens us up to the mysteries in the Bible. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, he said, but we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror the glory of the Lord he said are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just us by the spirit of the Lord so the Holy Ghost or the spirit of God is the one who will open us up to the realities of the scripture somebody like Reverend Robin was saying maybe when he met Bishop Boche, he was probably quoting John 3.16 and you may have known John 3.16 but somebody may speak something different from that John 3.16 it's not because you are not reading well or the English is not the same it's because somebody has been energized by the spirit of God so certain things that you cannot see he can see them so maybe you are here your studying of the word of God Charlie when, when you start if I when you when you start reading Leviticus that's your end you, you straight away you become confused you say me I like John that's why I like John you see John that's why I like John he's love 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 he doesn't worry himself with all of this no 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 abomination ablution no 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 but I'm telling you that you can still read the same book of Leviticus just as you read John with the help of the Holy Ghost and you will see mysteries in the scriptures it all comes by the help of the spirit of God so rather than just take your Bible Oh, today I'm going to study Leviticus by your own strength. As you take the scriptures, ask him for help. Say, Spirit of God, open my eyes so that I may behold the wondrous things that are in your word. You will see that all of a sudden, it's like light has just flooded the scriptures. Then you'll be 
be like, ah, the scripture, I've read it. 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 How come I didn't see this? The only difference is that before you read it, as um, 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 somebody who is a scholar, so Charlie, me, I'm a Bible scholar, I can see the thing. This is the context, the pretext, the protest. But when you read it by the help of the Holy Ghost, you will see things that apply to you. You will see things that apply to you. And from this, this is where we get faith to be stirred up. Somebody can read the same scripture and nothing enters into their life. But you can read the same scripture and faith will be deposited in your heart because you opened it by the Spirit of God. So maybe you are here, your Bible study life, Charlie, it's not doing. I submit to you that connect to the help of the Holy Ghost and He will open your eyes to the wondrous things that are in His law. You can spend time hours in the scripture by the help of the Holy Spirit. By your own help oh, after one hour maximum I'm telling you, you'll be done. You'll be done. It will be like history. And even if you don't and, and especially if you don't like history, it will be even painful for you. Yeah, it will, it will, be, it will be worse for you. I'll be like, ah, what is this? And it's even worse if you are using King James. so God this person who born this why, why, what is the importance of this but you don't know God will be showing you something about that particular order or that sequence so you need the help of the Holy Ghost even in the place of reading the word of God now another reason why you need the help of the Holy Ghost is because actually he inspired the scriptures to be written in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 it said that all scripture is given by the inspiration. That word inspiration, there's also the breath of God. The spirit of God. He is the one who entered into these men. He entered into Joel. He entered into Nahum. He entered into Obadiah. These men were sitting down there somewhere. They didn't have any idea about what was going on. But when the spirit of God entered into them, all of a sudden, they were able to write the mysteries that they wrote. If you look at the book of Genesis, for example, written by Moses, where was Moses when the world was being formed that he was able to write that? But it took the Spirit of God to now come and show him on the first day, on the second day, on the third day, and he penned everything down. Somebody who was not there. So, it's like if you want to read a book and you know the author, it's easier than not knowing though. You can just ask him simply, Master, I don't want to read the book. Tell me, what did you mean when you're talking about this thing? And you have sorted the problem. So I'm telling you that in the place of looking for the author of the scriptures, you have a relationship with him. Is it autograph that you're looking for? You have his autograph. Just open up your mouth and just say, I need your help as I'm reading this scripture. I need your help. I don't understand this thing that I'm seeing. It's looking like Jesus was crying. Why are you so spiritual about it? But it's because it has been energized by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now the fifth point. Is it the fifth point? The fifth point. The help of the Holy Ghost is what makes us signs and wonders or is the help of the Holy Spirit that makes us a sign 
and a wonder to the world around us. Without the Holy Ghost or without the help of the Holy Ghost, we can never be a sign, we can never be a wonder. It is the work of the Holy Ghost in us that makes us a sign and a wonder. It is the work of the Holy Ghost that makes us a sign and a wonder. And here I want us to use the example of somebody called Peter. You remember Peter, the same guy who was fishing. This guy at one point in time, he was looking for fish as a fisherman, a trained, skilled fisherman. And he couldn't find fish. He needed the help of God to be able to find fish. But this same Peter, when he came under the grace of the Spirit of God, or when the Spirit of God was in him and with him, the Bible said that he would even be walking and now his shadow will be doing wonders. Even aprons, handkerchiefs, it will just leave from their gathering and people will be healed. And you can easily ask, is this not the same guy who didn't even know how to do his own trade or his own vocation? But when the Spirit of God came upon him, when we read the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible said he preached such a compelling message that 3,000 people decided to give their lives to God. Maybe you are here, you have been doing evangelism hard. You talk to, when you sit in the church row, you can talk from the driver to the mate. You will speak to everybody, but nothing happens. I'm telling you that the missing ingredient there is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. When He supplies you with the words to speak, when He supplies you with the things to do, you realize that all of a sudden, it's like you have become new or something else in the eyes of people because he is the one who makes us a sign and a wonder he is the one who made Peter a sign and a wonder made Paul a sign and a wonder the same Paul who was you know what he was doing finishing the people of the way thinking that Charlie was doing the right thing but this same Paul when he came under the grace and under the auspices of the Holy Spirit he became a sign and a wonder to his day and to his people. Even till now, when we sit here and we look at the books that Paul wrote, we're like, wow, how did this guy write it? And in fact, when you even study history, it makes us understand that when people saw Paul, they didn't even want to look upon him. They're like, ah, this guy, what is so powerful about him? But by the help of the Spirit of God, he became a sign and a wonder to the people in his day and even till now. And even, I believe, into, into, into eternity. So the Spirit of God is the one who makes us as believers a sign and a wonder. The Bible said in the book of Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18, He said that here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. He said that we are for signs and we are for wonders. You are for a sign and you are for a wonder. But for this word to manifest, for this word to take effect, it takes your plugging into the Spirit of God or your fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then the sixth point, the sixth point, he is the one who supplies life or he is the life-giving factor in all that we do. The Holy Ghost is the life-giving factor in our work, in our efforts as children of God. All that we do, if he doesn't supply his life, it will be dead. So in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5. He said, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. 
He said, but our sufficiency is of God. Your capacity, your ability to do the things that you do, it's not by your own strength. It's not by your own might. That ability to give life is from who? God. So when we look at the verse 6 of that same scripture, it said, who also has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? He said, not of the letter, but of the spirit. But of the spirit. So our sufficiency as children of God, our sufficiency in the assignment that God has given us, it is because the Spirit of God is the one who gives us that relevance. He is the one who brings us to the place of ministering life to the things that we come into contact with. So our sufficiency is of God and that sufficiency is from His Spirit or from His Holy Ghost. Amen. And then the final point is that the Holy Ghost is the one who produces the workings of the spiritual gifts that we are looking for. When you look at the scriptures in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, look at the various spiritual gifts that are mentioned there. The Bible makes us understand that it is by the self-same spirit. It is by the self-same spirit. It is by the self-same spirit. So it's the spirit of God who produces or works the spiritual gifts that we are looking for. Maybe I hear you want to prophesy. It's not you putting your head together. Okay, today Harry is wearing black. Yesterday he wore black. Oh, Harry, I see that you wear black tomorrow. We are not doing permutation and combination. Or you don't need to go to Facebook and go and read. Okay, um, okay Evan is in Ashesi. So that means, yeah, no. If you do that, you, you give a lot of um, data to MTN. But it is the Spirit of God who works the spiritual gifts. Talking about things like healing, working of miracles, faith. All of these things that we are looking for, it comes by the help of the Holy Ghost. It comes by the help of the Holy Ghost. Yes, it's important. Look, at, look up to men. Oh, I want to be like this person. This person is my mentor. This person is my role model. But I'm telling you that the person who gives those things... The person who gave it to that person that you are admiring is the Holy Ghost. And you have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. You have the Spirit of God with you. And you see that the more you spend time with fellowship with the Holy Spirit, He now begins to show you that you know that you, for example, you have this particular gift. Then you'll be like, ah, are you sure? It's okay. Do something about this. Do this thing. Speak to this person. Then you see that you did. You say, hey, this thing is there. Hey. Hey, so is it me? They say, no, it's not you. It's me. I'm in you. So the more I'm in you, the more you listen to me, the more the thing happens. So if I spend more time with you to increase, yes, it will increase. Then you spend more time with him, then you see that the thing will be increasing. The thing will be increasing. But you have to be careful because sometimes you can get deceived to think that it is you. Then you say that tomorrow, I don't need your help. Then you go and do it by yourself. Then I say, ah, today the thing didn't work. But I realize that because you didn't pay attention to him. So it is the Holy Spirit who produces the workings of the spiritual gifts that we are looking for. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.